Hello, and welcome to Flourish, where we explore how to nurture, coach, and inspire the children we love at any age to let their genius blossom. I'm your host, Diane Planadin, and I'm a super proud parent of a very gifted son named Nicholas. On today's show, we're going to talk about the magic of words and how powerful an impact they can be on you and your child. So in the last episode, I alluded to Nicholas using my own words against me, but not in a bad way. There are words of encouragement and they got me through a very difficult task. And I promised I would share with you how we used those words in his formative years as he was going through school and succeeded. Those three words, you got this, made an impact on him. An impact strong enough that it became habit and strong enough that he now uses those words 20 years later in his own vocabulary to provide encouragement not only to me, but to others, to the people around him, to the students he mentors, and in various situations. But I wanted to start at the beginning. Start at the beginning on how those three words, you've got this, really impacted him when it came to difficult tasks. When Nicholas was growing up, I always minded my words. I always took extra care in what I said. And I always tried to be on the positive side of the fence. Because being negative is a little bit too easy. It seems to be habit for people to just slough off and curse or whatever, because it's an easy way to talk. But it's not a proper way to talk. And it doesn't really instill encouragement. Those three simple words became habit, became habit for me to say and became habit for Nicholas to listen to. It all began one day when we were driving to school and Nicholas was feeling a little, a little hesitant about an exam that was coming up. That day he had Spanish and Spanish is a fantastic language to learn. And fortunately, he was being taught by a virtual teacher and didn't feel he was getting the full hmm, immersion into the language. And he found the examinations quite daunting. Before he got out of that car, I just said those three words. Nicholas, you got this. So the reason in my introduction I say to help children at any age blossom is because this will actually work regardless of what age your child is. When Nicholas was doing calculus and that's the type of math I couldn't help him with, I'd say you got this, you got this. You know the material, You've studied it. You have this. 
just go for it. If Nicholas had to write an essay for an exam and was feeling the nerves, we would talk it out. We wouldn't have a dance party, we would talk it out. And always, always, always encouraged him to just grasp some concept of what is being taught and hold on to that. And you've got it. You have got it and you're gonna hold on to it and take it by the tail and fly and soar and succeed because it's possible when you think positive thoughts, when you say positive thoughts, because it's easy. It's easy to think and say and be positive. And there's only one reason why, because it's also easy not to. It is so easy to just take the low road instead of the high road. When your child is approaching a final exam and they're feeling nervous, and that's natural. When I take an exam, even today, I'm nervous. <laughs> and apparently there's some neuroscience behind that where our, I think it's the frontal lobe shuts down or the frontal cortex, I don't know. If there's a neuroscientist out there that can explain what happens into our brain when we are feeling stressed and have to take an exam, for example, let me know. I'd love to hear from you because I, I think it's, it's actually quite interesting to realize that it's not you, it's everybody. Everybody goes through this. So just remember, you got this. So just think, put yourself in your child's shoes. Maybe think about when you're at work one day and you have a presentation to make and you're all excited. And then someone walks in and goes, now don't be nervous. I think they think they're helping you, but they're not really. Because then you'll start having this conversation with yourself. Am I nervous? Do I look nervous? I'm not nervous. I didn't think I was nervous. Oh my gosh, maybe I'm nervous. And this actually happened to me just in the last couple of weeks. I was giving a presentation and speaking to, I don't know, a smallish size group and I'm excited and I'm giving this presentation and I'm, I'm doing it with conviction. I know my material. I have literally one piece of paper in my hand that I, I didn't even reference to. And later on, someone came up to me and said, I could tell you were really nervous. And I thought, really? What? That's what you got? That's what you got out of my presentation? Did you not even hear what I was saying? Did you not even make a note about the material that I had researched for weeks in order to present a polished presentation? To me, that was very, very interesting. Do people say those things because they didn't like what you had to say? Do they say those things because they simply don't like you? I will never know. And honestly, 
that's not what mattered to me because I was able to rise above their comment because their comment was not positive feedback. And maybe it wasn't even negative feedback, but it wasn't welcome feedback because I was not nervous and rocked that presentation and made me think, wow, the power of the spoken word. I will pay attention at my next presentation to ensure my audience is feeling more comfortable. So perhaps that feedback did help, but I really feel it could have been said in a different way. And I wanted to give you an example as an adult in adult situations where we do the exact same thing. So imagine, imagine what impact you could have to instill in your child those positive attributes so that when they are entering the workforce and someone says something derogatory or otherwise, or perhaps is not fluent in the spoken word and does not realize the impact it has on people, they'll have a better foundation to deal with those situations. I hope that makes sense. Similarly, somebody may say to you, now, don't screw it up. Don't screw up the presentation. Don't screw up that meeting. Don't screw up that seminar. And all you can think about now is, oh my gosh, I better not screw it up. Well, put yourself in your child's shoes. So instead of saying to your child, hey, you got this. You got this, you know this, go for it. What if you said to your child when they got out of the car before they left for school, now don't screw it up, now don't fail, now you better get an A, you better pass. Those are all negative intonations. And I really believe that if you used your words wisely, and keep them positive, the rest will flow naturally. It really will. And like I said, it's easy to say these things because it's also easy not to. So you have to take a moment and have powerful words for children, for teens, for adults, for your family. Because children are amazing and they will use your words, your influence, and your example in their own persona. They will. I have living proof of that. And it makes me happy every day. Let me give you a happy example about Nicholas and Mommy's excellent adventures. We went hiking one day in the Purcell Mountain Range, and that's in the Kootenays of BC. Absolutely breathtaking. And Nicholas had chosen a hike that promised to take us to the top of the world, to Sparkle Lake, a glacial wonder. Well, 
who wouldn't want to see that? Yes, I'm excited. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm still young. I can keep up with a teenager. No problem. Let's go. After all, age is a state of mind. No? How hard can this be? Well, I found out in a hurry. <laughs> As I'm huffing and puffing to climb to the top of the world, um, really, really in vain trying to keep up. And all I can hear is my breathing and feeling like blood is pouring out my ears. I'm working on it though. I'm working on it. So as I'm huffing and puffing my way to the top and stopping to swat away an imaginary fly or something and looking for different pretenses along the way, is that a rock in my shoe? What? Do I see a fossil? I better stop. Wait, let's fix that. Oh, just a sec, Nicholas. I, I have a rock in my shoe. <laughs> So I would gather my bated breath and we would continue on our ascent straight up hill all the way. And uh, our goal was to reach the plateau and that was at about 2200 meters. So the elevation change actually had an impact on me and I was surprised. So my breathing is not getting any better as we continue. And I thought, am I really this out of shape? I'm going to pass out any minute now. <laughs> and I don't know how my son is going to carry me down this hill. So he'll just have to roll me. Yeah, just roll me down the hill. Because <laughs> I, I was really struggling. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to admit that crazy ideas are going through my mind now. I am decelerating my pace and I'm like one of those hikers on Everest. I, I, I think I have elevation sickness or something. I, I, I just, maybe I should just stop, just stop, definitely stop. Yes. So I do. And I'm out of breath. So I can't yell to Nicholas who's, oh, I don't know. He's climbing like a gazelle if a gazelle could climb a rocky mountain face, but it's okay, I tell myself. He's got the bear spray. He's got the bear spray, so he'll be safe. And this, this, this is a trail. No breadcrumbs required this time. And me, mm, no bear wants to eat me. <laughs> they only want lean meat. And I'm obviously designed more for polar bears, not black bears. As I'm sitting on this rock, Without Nicholas, I'm gazing at the horizon, catching my breath, gazing at the mule deer. There's actually these mule deer in, in the forest. They're really quite neat. And they're eating the alpine foliage, and I'm slowly getting my heart rate down. And I see Nicholas in my peripheral vision. I thought, wow, he's returned to find his mama bear looking straight at me, gentle hand on my shoulder, he musters out three words. You got this. My heart was melting. I was dumbstruck. My little bear had used on me 
those magical words that had gotten him through his own struggles, which in turn became victories. Okay, I'm, I'm up. I'm going, I, I'm raring, I'm raring. I'm laughing, I'm crying, and I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> but I didn't have to do anything. He, he knew exactly what to do. And he sat on the rock and reassured me. He reassured me that it would be okay. We will take our time and we will succeed because we never surrender. We never give up. We will persist and take our time and take our little mini breaks along the way. I'm going to talk to you in future episode about the power of the mini break and what a magical place that is. Nicholas really blew me away. He realized I needed to energize my batteries and me not knowing all those years of repetitive words, repetitive words, repetitive words. You got this, you got this, you got this. Became second nature to him now. His subconscious didn't even hesitate. It made an impact on him, an impact strong enough that he now knew how to instill it in others meaning me, <laughs> but the message here is that a positive word creates a positive response because it would have been easy for him to let me give up. It would have been easy for him not to say anything or to even get upset with me. And I hope you hear the correlation here where it's easy to say something positive and it's easy not to. It's easy to give up on that hike, but it's also easy not to because I had those positive words of encouragement. I really hadn't realized until that day how much influence I had on my child by being empathetic, positive, patient, and keeping a consistent message. I had created a pathway for Nicholas. Build a path, stay on the path, and you will reach your goals. You will succeed in reaching your goal. And succeed we did. We made it to the top of the mountain that day, and we were so proud of our perseverance. I was doubly proud, doubly proud that my little bear had motivated me to do so. Three simple words from him was all it took to get me to the top of that mountain. It was easy for him to say, you got this. He didn't have to think twice. It just came natural. And I appreciate it. So thank you, Nicholas. We celebrated our victory that day because I believe it's important to celebrate the victories. Focus on the victories, celebrate them, and forget about those failures. Failures are great lessons learned, but victories, well, victories feel so much better. My, my closing quote of inspiration today um, just blurted out of me the other day when I was talking to Nicholas on the phone. 
and he had some awesome news. At the age of 20, he was officially going to have his first research paper published in the Canadian Journal of Zoology. How Macarena cool is that? <laughs> I didn't hesitate. The minute he told me he's officially published, I just said to him, you are such a star. You must glow in the dark. I wanted to share that with you because I think it'd be a wonderful thing to say to your child, regardless of their accomplishment. Well, thank you, my friends, for spending your day with me today. I really appreciate it. And you might have to listen to this episode a few times because there's some really neat messages that I believe will help you out regardless of the age of your child or even what you're going through as a parent. So please subscribe and consider leaving a gracious review. I would really appreciate some feedback. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the flourish.mom, that's M-O-M website, and click on the patron link. I would also appreciate that. Together, we will reach a global community that will nurture, coach, and inspire the children we love to absolutely flourish. You know, we are all born with a gift. We are all born with purpose. Life's journey is to hone and develop that gift as purpose changes within. Thank you, Nicholas, my inspirational leader. Great music composition for the show. I absolutely love it. And thank you. Thank you for being such a positive leader and such a positive influence on us all. You really are. Well, live well, my friends. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.